All right, all right. Good afternoon, good evening, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. God bless. Thank you for those that are already tuned in and those that are going to be coming in. Hey, go ahead on, and if you can, send out a, a little notice, letting everyone know, let your friends and family know that we're on. This is our Tuesday night Bible study, and tonight, tonight is our family night where we have uh, set aside time to deal with family uh, issues, um, husbands and wives and uh, children and the sort, and this pretty much takes place every fourth Tuesday night where we just try to go through the word and uh, pick out certain subjects, uh, certain individuals, certain things that took place in the scripture. Um, and then that way we can, you know, uh, investigate it and see what we can apply and how it applies to us and some of the things that we are doing. Because we do know things that was written for time was written for our learning. So there's nothing new. Uh, there's nothing new under the sun. It may be new to you, but it is nothing new under the sun. So um, I don't know who, who's all on. The only other person I heard was Minister Tober. Um, if anyone else that's that's on the panel is, if you're on, just send us a text. Send it. Send me a text, or send it on our panel text so I can know. Um, who all's on. I know Elder Oliver is working, and I think Sister Oglesby is in class on Tuesday nights. Um, so let's see. Let's go. Tonight we want to, I want you to go with me to the book of Ruth. We want to go to the book of Ruth, uh, the first chapter. Tonight we're going to, I'm going to try to finish at least this first chapter. Um for the Tuesday nights, for the family nights, we're going to, okay, I see Sister Tober. Okay, and I see, all right, okay, good. I see my wife, and I see brother and sister Bugs. Okay, good, good. That's what that's what I needed. Okay, thank y'all. Okay, um, tonight we want to deal with Ruth. And as I was stating for the next um, family nights that we have, uh, monthly family nights. We're going to, there's only, I think, four, let me see, I think it's just four chapters um, in here. Yeah, just four uh, chapters. So we're going to, you know, get through the whole book. I guess we'll just do a series getting through the whole book of Ruth. Um, I had talked about this, mentioned this uh, a few weeks or so ago. And um, I don't know if I was preaching about something. I, I may have did a message or something along these lines, I think. And then Minister Tober said, well, Pastor, you ought to, that'll be good for, for a family night. That'll be good for Tuesday night, uh, our family night. I said, you know what, that's, that is, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. So I don't know if I had preached on, on it a little bit, a couple months or so ago or something. But whatever the conversation was, or men and Minister Tober just having a conversation about uh, this and I had made the statement uh, about Ruth because we didn't hear whenever you hear, especially in women conferences and 
women retreats and women revivals and uh, women services. Uh, first of all, you got to be careful with all with all that. I, I tell you now, I tell you now. Um, just because it's 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 saying it seems like it's religious or it seems like it's a ministry type thing, you, you know, women of God, be careful, especially especially those of you that are married. Be careful, especially those of you that are married, even those that are not married. But you're married. Be careful when you run into all these different women, women motivated, women empowerment, women, you know, I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying be careful. Investigate. Okay, investigate, especially if you are a married woman. Investigate who's leading it. Investigate who's teaching it. Uh, who's over it? You know, ask some questions. Are you? Are they married? You know, how long they've been married? You know, because it's so easy. The, the enemy is so slick. You keep running to these things, and if you're not careful, you'll be coming back home, and and your whole everything done changed because you done picked up another spirit. You know, uh, like I said, I'm not saying is it. I'm just saying be careful. And y'all know before I take it back. I add more to it, um, you know. So, so just investigate, okay? You know, married women, you know, investigate, and even the single women, you know, you're running these things. You know, there's a lot of, and and I can say this because I've been in church all my life, and I've seen what these type things, you know, what it can produce, okay? What it can produce is a lot of feminine, feminism, and women power and you know, the next thing you know, you you trying to usurp authority over your husband, over your pastor. You know, things like that. It, it, it happens that which is contrary. And when you're married, anybody that's teaching you opposite uh, anything about you know going against or or not honoring and submitting to your husband as your head, you already know it's demonic. Okay, you should already know it's you've been in church any time. Okay, run from that stuff. Don't have no part in it. Don't have no, next thing you know, now you and your husband, if you're not careful, you and your husband be going back and forth. Okay, so I encourage y'all to, um, you know, be careful with things like that. And as I stated, I'm not saying don't attend, but what I am saying is is investigate. Even in, even in women groups, even in the church, okay, because that, that happened at our local church. That happened, this was a few years ago. It started out real good, and it was helping the women and um, encouraging the women. And I told them, I don't mind y'all doing it. You know, by all means, just don't make me have to come in and and straighten something out, okay? And, and unfortunately, it went from good to bad to worse, and I had to make some corrections, okay? So, because uh, I am that man that, you, you know, I, I, I be your huckleberry. You know, I, I am that man. So, um you know, and it had got to the point where they was going to be having certain conversations, and one of the sisters that was going, you know, spoke to my wife about it and said, well, ladies, you might want to show up, you know, because even, you know, I wasn't going to have my wife. We, you know, we, we just, we got so much going on. We just, hey, service things we just don't, you know, we just don't, don't do. Not, not often anyway. We don't make it a practice in our marriage uh, to do certain things. So, one of the young ladies there, you know, reached out to my wife and said, well, it started good, but it seemed to be going different than what it was supposed to be. 
And uh, my wife showed up to the little women's thing. I think it was on a Thursday night. And the whole conversation on what they were supposed to be talking about, because my wife showed up, the whole thing changed. The whole conversation changed. And, you know, so I'm just saying, you know, just because of uh, the experience and what, what I've seen and talking with different men, uh, with different brothers that that'll say, well, my wife, she was attending this, that, and the other. And next thing you know, you know, she's tripping, you know. So just just be careful. And let, and I want to deal. With, and and the reason why we're we're talking about Ruth because, as I was stating, a lot of these you hear these women messages, Ruth. You hear one of the most famous messages we always hear, or the the, the saying we always get your Boaz, okay, get your Boaz. And that was, you know, we my wife might bring it up, but there was a white preacher right here in, in Georgia, uh, uh, Free Chapel, Jensen Franklin. He got, he talks about Boaz and his cousins and everybody else. My wife might bring that up tonight. I don't know if she gonna, if she'll do it or not. But uh, we we talk about, we often hear getting your Boaz in the church. That's the reason why I was talking about these conferences and all that. So uh, we always hear get your Boaz. And and you know which I'm not I'm not against that not against I'm, yeah get get your bow at but are you here tonight I want to deal with are you a Ruth okay are you a Ruth all right you you're talking about Boaz and you want your Boaz and you going to Boaz and and Boaz here and Boaz down but are you a Ruth okay this is to my sisters tonight are you a Ruth. Okay, and when we go through this, yeah, we're gonna see, we're gonna bring out some points on Boaz later, but it deals with Ruth first. We we, we let's let's ask the question: Are you a Ruth? So a lot of these women things, you know. Hey, there another sister asked a sister, "Are you a Ruth?" Okay, let's challenge. You know, sisters challenge each other to be a Ruth. Are you a Ruth? Are you? Are you ready or have you positioned yourself to to meet, to run into, to introduce, to be ready for Boaz? Okay? Have you have you positioned yourself? All right, women of God. I ain't talking to the worldly women, I'm talking to the to the to the church women, the women of God. Have you positioned yourself to be ready? to receive or to run into or to be introduced to Boaz. Okay? So that's what we that's what we I want I wanna paint another picture tonight. Yeah, you're looking for your Boaz and, you know, his cousins and his brothers and all them, you know, uh, but are you a Ruth? Have you positioned yourself for Ruth? Because you we're gonna see throughout this course, Boaz wasn't looking for Ruth. She had to position. <laughs> Lord, help us tonight. She had to position herself. Okay, she had to position. She had to be in a uh, uh, submissive. And I know these women, these, a lot of these women in 2023, this girl empowerment. That's that's probably why some of you still alone, and some of you that ain't that ain't alone. You 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 on your way to being being alone. Okay, you on your way to being alone. And that ain't to the that ain't to the world. Once again, it's to the church. It's to the church. Okay, so let's go. Hopefully, I, I've said enough. That's been that's been eleven minutes. 
Hopefully I made a few few folk mad or whatever. Y'all know, as I stated, I, I don't care. Um, but let's look. Let me say a quick word of prayer, and let's go look at Luke. Tonight we want to do because me and my wife got to head, got to head down to Atlanta in, in a few minutes, so I might be through a little early, but no later than, than 8 o'clock we'll be through. But as I stated, we're going to – I'm going to do this. The Lord says the same as a series, you know, for the next few family nights just to kind of give us – uh, and with my sisters being, my wife and my sisters being on the panel, that's going to give us a great um, a great voice, a great voice from the women of God, not the worldly women, but the women of God. So, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, as we come down to enter into our Tuesday night Bible study, we pray that you send your anointing that makes teaching easy. Let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. We pray no flesh get any glory, but all glory goes to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Ruth, Old Testament, you got Judges, you got Joshua, Judges, and you got the book of Ruth, um, which historically they, they state um, was take, uh, this book took place, the actions here took place during the reign of, or um, during the time where the judges, uh, a lot of the, the theologians namely say Gideon may have been the main judge uh, during this time. Okay, so the first chapter kind of just gives the introduction. It's 22 verses. It gives uh, pretty much just the, the, the introduction, the characters. Um, we're we're going to deal with six characters the men we're going to see within the first few verses the men are introduced and then they're gone okay and then the rest of the chapter the majority of the chapter is going to deal with a woman and her two daughter-in-laws and we we want to this is another reason why i think this is real good uh for today um is 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 showing how a beautiful relationship can be between mother-in-law and daughter-in-laws. Just after, you know, knowing people that's been married and uh, being my lovely wife, been married over 20-something years, over 20 years, but just and counseling people, numerous couples uh, that are older than us, twice our age, and numerous couples younger uh, you know, a lot of the time, it, it, it wasn't a good relationship between that mother and daughter, that mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. So we're going to see here, even now, just challenging um, the the women of God to be able to work together and even submit to one another, being able to submit, okay? So... Let's get into it. Like I say, this, this first chapter is not is not long. It goes to it's got just twenty two verses, and it's just an introduction. So I, I don't know how detailed some on the panel may can be real detailed uh, on some different things that they may have read up on or studied up on or whatever God gave them. Um, but it's it's the introduction. Uh, we don't really get into the meat until later on, uh, chapter two, three, and four. We get into the real. Meet. So chapter one is, is just introducing uh, the characters here and is laying the actual foundation 
for the rest of it. So let's see. So we're in Ruth, the first chapter. Uh, let me just read a few verses, and then we'll we'll come back. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges, yeah, we just say just said that when the judges ruled, that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. So that's 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 self-explanatory. Uh, they was, um, of course, they was children of Israel uh, from Bethlehem, you know, Judah, and we know David, uh, Bethlehem. We know Jesus, Bethlehem, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna deal in that a lot more uh, because of the the lineage, okay, the lineage um, of how Jesus and David came on the scene, okay, so it's a lot that we're going to have to, as ever Oliver, if he was on, he would say we got to unpack. Uh, we may not, we definitely not going to get into all that tonight, but uh, we see a man, and then we see his wife and two sons. Uh, they leave their native land searching because of the famine. Uh, they're searching for, you know, a place that they can go to really to may or less survive, or to just have it a little bit better, okay? So they left uh, Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab, all right? They went to the country of Moab. Now, uh, Moab or the Moabites, for you for you Bible scholars, we know Moab uh, was, was the son of Lot, okay, and his daughter, all right? Y'all remember the story? I, I, think, it's, I think it's in Genesis where Lot and uh, Lot got drunk, okay. His daughters, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't I didn't even get a chance to read all up on it again. But I remember my daddy as a, as a, as a young boy growing up in church. This was one of my I used to love when my daddy would teach these type stories. Like, wow, that's crazy. But the the daughters um, got him drunk, and the oldest daughter slept with him. And then, if I'm not mistaken, the next night. The baby girl got him drunk again, and she slept with him. And from that, both daughters, because the daughters were uh, were saying, well, well, there's no men. You know, there's no men. So, you know, who's going to raise up seed, you know, for us or, or through us? So they came up with the, the plan to get their daddy drunk and to sleep with their father. Okay, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother family night, <laughs> probably later on down the road. So from Lot and his older, his oldest daughter came, or they produced Moab, right? They produced Moab, which is the father of the Moabites, which is, is family. They're distant, you know, because we know Abraham, we know Lot was the nephew of Abraham. So it was the same, you know, distant cousins, you know, they... They were family of Israel, of the children of, of, of Abraham, you know, but, you know, sometimes some of your some of your worst battles come inside of your blood, come from your family. And I, and I would venture out to say some of the most hurt that most of us have probably experienced in our lives have come from those that had the same blood in them or, or had, you know, you had either – you know, even if it wasn't full-blooded, you had some of the blood. You may have been a third or fourth cousin 
uh, or distant relative, but, you know, some of our, you know, most traumatic moments have probably came from someone or a group of people that shared the same blood, all right? So they went to the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. At this time, the sons were not married. Uh, look at verse 2. And the name of the and the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Milan and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. Okay? And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. All right? So they just pretty much sojourned and went to another country because pretty much because of the famine that was going on in Bethlehem, Judah. All right? Now, let's look here. Uh, verse 3, And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Okay, so just within a, a matter of time, and it wasn't a long time, but in the process of time of them, and, and some of the, the Bible scholars and the theologians are saying the, it was possible punishment for them leaving their native land and leaving their inheritance. You know, we, we talked about Naboth and and, and uh our um uh, Ahab and how Ahab wanted that, that land and Naboth said, Man, I can't I can't sell you my inheritance. I can't say I can't God said we can't do that. Okay, and then we know what, what, what Jezebel uh did and what the, the, the what she concocted. All right. Well, it's the same thing, similar, and not to say the same thing, but similar to here, what the 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 Bible scholars are saying, possibly because uh, of them neglecting, even though it was a famine, them neglecting the land to try to go somewhere that was more uh, productive instead of staying there and trusting God uh, to provide and to supply. All right. So we and and we can see how you know, hey, we would probably. You know, depending on how hard it gets, how many of us have have went outside? The, let's just be honest. How many of us have went outside the will of God? You know, y'all remember we talked about Sarah and Abraham, Sarah and Abram. How many of us have went outside the will of God to try to do something instead of trusting God even in hard times? You know, trusting God even when we don't feel God, trusting God when we don't see God, trusting God when there's no evidence of God being around. Okay, so we can look at these stories, look at these things that happened in the scripture, but really, you know, we, we do the same thing. We do, okay, well, your marriage ain't, ain't going the way you thought it was. I was talking to a young man about a week or so ago, and I said, it's funny how in marriages we make these vows, but we only hear part of the vows. We hear richer, we hear health, and we hear for better. But we don't we don't hear poor, sickness, unto death. Okay, we we don't hear we, we, we you know the, the the bad part. Even though we say it, we don't really pay no attention. And, and then when something happened that you don't like or something that you didn't plan for, then we ready to throw in the towel and and give up. And and, and now we we're trying to find greener pastures because now it's seemingly a famine in your house, a famine in your relationship. And when that happens, we're so quick, and it's not even to the world. I'm talking about you turf folk. I'm talking about us turf folk. We're so quick to try to look across the fence, look in somebody else's yard, because it looked like it's, it's prospering over there. 
And if you're not careful, man, woman, you'll find yourself in somebody else's yard. Well, you need to be attending to your yard and stay in your yard. Lord, I wish I had the right church here tonight. Okay? So they went out looking, all right? And within the process of time, Elimelech, Elimelech died. Verse 3, verse 4. Look at verse 4. And they took, um, yeah, well, he, the daddy died, and Naomi was left with her two sons, okay? And they took them wives of the women of Moab. Okay, they was in they was in Moab and they you know, hey, they, they time to get married. So they took them wives of, of women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. Okay, so the boys got daddy died, mama's still kicking, and then the boys get married to Orpah and Ruth. And they was there for about ten years. So this 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 wasn't a long, you know, time with these things taking place. And look at verse five. And Malon and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. So here Naomi comes into a strange land, and within the process of time, within a matter of ten years or so, her husband dies and her two boys. And y'all know y'all know uh, biblical times when you know uh, a woman when that when that husband died you know then the responsibility you know was left on the sons if she had any okay so daddy died but then the son so Naomi okay the mother-in-law the mama okay was still all right because she had two sons but now both of her sons die you talking about desperate times. Calls for desperate measures. Okay, so two sons died. Now she's left with two daughter-in-laws, okay, that were not her native people. They were Moabites, okay? Then, verse 6, then she arose, and then I open up the case. Someone on the panel would like to uh, give something so far. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Okay, so Naomi, I, I know it wasn't text messages and emails or whatever going on back then. So maybe maybe somebody came through on the camel and let her know, hey, uh, it's, it, 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 it's good times back in Bethlehem, Judah. It's good times. Things are back in your native land, back in, back home. Hey, girl, you didn't hear there's some good things going on. It is we producing again. There's bread. You know, everything is going good at home. So she arose with her daughter-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab. She heard from at, in Moab. She was in Moab. She heard in Moab how the Lord had visited the people and given them bread. That means she's talking about where she's from. Okay, she's still in Moab. Moab. But she had got word, she had heard, got word that the Lord had visited her home, okay, where she was from, okay, and bread, in other words, they was eating again. The famine had been lifted, okay. Anyone on the panel at this time, uh, we just got to verse 6, uh, it's almost 7.30. Anyone on the panel have anything to say up until this point? Uh, Pastor, I'll join in. Uh, 
just want to say it's definitely a uh, uh, good message so far, a uh, lot that we can really, you know, just dive into on the sense of getting an understanding. One thing that I want to touch on real quick is just even just the latter portion of what you were talking about where, you know, you're hearing about uh, she's in Moab and hearing about how the Lord, you know, is changing things around. That's why it was so important to, uh, in the beginning how the scripture is stating the context and given the setting about the, the famine. Um, so, you know, God is providing. So um, I, I just say just for us to understand that, uh, you know, sometimes you got to stick it out even when things get rough because you never know when God coming back as far as to give something that's going to turn the situation around. If you're looking at this and you're reading it, you're like, well, she would have been at home possibly. You know, she would already, you know, been able to re- receive that good news and been able to enjoy it already. So just another way of looking at it. Like when we, when we go through stuff, you know, sometimes we got to, hey, we got to know, hey, hold it down at the house, you know, meaning in your area. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, God uh, can definitely continue to, to work on the situation or whatever. Also, I wanted to bring out another thing about um, another angle. Also, when it comes down to, like, her children, it seems like you know, it's a short span of, of time that they, these are, you know, from what we're reading, uh, presumably young men uh, passing, you know, early with her children. And, you know, that was something tough to be able to deal with um, already. So that's something that she has to carry with her as far as what's going on, her husband and past, imagine how she's going to feel her, and then her children as well. So it's a lot that she will have to deal with. So, of course, it's great for her to get back to a place of comfort, get back, you know, with the Lord. And sometimes that's why, that's why I made mention of when you're going through something, you got to be able to get back in a place with the Lord. That's all I uh, got on this. Good so far. Great, Minister Tobert. Thank you. Thank you for that. Anyone else? Okay. Okay. Uh, and and you, you're right. Um, is somebody? somebody? Oh, real real quick. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Go ahead, Brother Bud. Uh, real quick, I guess it's up to this part, you know, it's just really just thinking about, you know, going to verse 6, just thinking about that, you know, all these things are happening, you know, you got, it, it, it seems like everything's, you know, just going rough, you know, you had your husband pass, you got salmon, you had your two sons pass, and like you said, now you're stuck with these two uh, in-laws who you've kind of adopted as your own, uh, but now you're coming like to a crossroads point, right, where, you know, you, you really, you know, in that time, you you know, if you don't have a man, you know, or, or like a husband or protector or anything like that, you're basically nothing or seen as nothing, you know. So it's like at that point, you know, that's the crossover where they're like, where Naomi's crossover where she's like, all right, well, I got to go back to my homeland because things are going better over there and whatever happens to me happens to me. And uh, her two daughter-in-laws, you know, they're at the point too where they're like, do we follow or do we not follow? And I don't want to get too much ahead. But, you know, it's just it's really putting your your mind in their shoes and whatnot and just seeing all the things that are going on. And I guess like Pastor Tolbert said, like in hindsight, you know, you, you want to 
hold down the fort and, you know, and wait for something to happen. But it's just, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough up to this point. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Bugs. That's right. It's, it's I mean, we, right now you, you're just having empathy and, and sympathy um, for Naomi. I mean, because like as my two brothers just said, I mean, just look at, look at, you know, just look at where she's at right now. She's destitute, you know, uh, dilapidated, you know, she's been deleted in some areas, you know, husband's gone and now the burden's supposed to fall on the sons to take care of her to make sure she's okay. Now the sons are gone. You know, she's in a strange land. Uh, she got some, you know, now she got two daughter-in-laws that's looking at her, uh, wondering what do we do next, you know. So, uh, I mean, great points, guys. Any, anyone else? Anyone else before we go further? Okay, okay. All right, well, let, let's go on in. I'll do the offering at the end. Let's, let's go on in. Let's look at verse 7. We're getting, we're getting into uh, a little bit more of a little, little meat where we're about to go. Let's look at verse 7. Wherefore, she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law uh, with her. And they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. All right, so they, they leave in Moab, okay, and they're, they're on their way back to Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. So she is giving them the leeway, the permission. Really, she's encouraging them to go back home. You know, she, she's really kind of, you know, really kind of pushing and encouraging them, you know, yeah. You've dealt with the dead, meaning you've dealt with my two sons, your husbands, uh, you know, and you've dealt with me. You've put up with me. You you've been there for me, and and you know, right now, I'm going back back to my uh, the land of my nativity. I'm going back to my native land. You know, this land is your land. This land is my land. Y'all know that song. And she's saying, I'm going back to my land. You know, y'all need to go on, you know, go on back home. Y'all go back, you know, return to y'all's mother's house, okay? In verse 9, the Lord grants you, listen at Naomi, listen at the mother-in-law, listen at the wisdom, okay? And listen at, that, listen at her, her prosperity, listen at where she's at right now. She says, the Lord grants you that ye may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Listen to that. She's encouraging them, hey, no, no sense in coming with me. I'm praying that y'all find rest in the house of your husband, meaning she's praying that they get remarried. She's praying that they get, that they, that they get remarried, that, that they find rest, okay? And we know, we know it rest really when you, you know, you, it's hard to rest when you got a lot of trouble, you got a lot of storms, you got a lot of stuff going on. Okay, it's hard to rest when when you you when you about to get put out. It's hard to rest when you got to hide your car. Okay, it's hard to rest when when your body when when a family loved one a spouse or child is not doing well. Someone is in the hospital. Okay, somebody just got bad news. It's hard to rest. Okay, and even and think about it, even in Naomi's in her situation, destitute, lost her husband, lost her protection, her. Security, her safety, 
her provision between her losing her husband and her two boys, but she's still able, even in her destitute, even in her situation, she's able to pray a prayer of blessings over somebody else. What about us? What about us? Do you sing the blues? Can you hardly get along? And when it and everybody know when you having it rough because you wear it on your face. Somebody call you and say God bless you. You say, well, you know he's blessing he blessing somebody. He ain't blessing me. God bless. I'm 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 highly favored. Anointed and high. Y'all know all that stuff folks say in church. Blessed and highly favored. But when you really have a conversation with them, well, you don't sound too blessed, and you don't sound too highly favored. But in her despair, Naomi, mother-in-law, in her despair, she had words of, of comfort. She had prophetic words. Okay, she spoke life. She spoke prophetic in their life. Okay, because we know, especially with, with, with uh, Ruth, we know that this was prophetic. Okay, and Naomi was the one teaching and guiding law helpers. Law before I, right, I'm, I'm about to do like Brother Bugs. I'm about to go before full time. That's later on. But listen at this woman. Got, listen at Naomi. Listen at the wisdom. Okay, listen at the wisdom that she's given. That's why the scripture talks about the older women teaching the younger women how to marry and how to love their husbands. Okay, the older women teaching. Now, a lot of this stuff ain't going on there. And when I started out talking about these women retreats and all that, a lot of it ain't going on in a lot of them. They teaching them otherwise. They teach them how to be bosses. And then they come back home, they trying to boss their husband. But you see here in the book, look at Naomi, look at the wisdom. Look at the example. Okay, look at the example she is to these young ladies. Okay, and for majority, especially my panel, my, my sisters, my wife and sisters that's on the panel, young ladies, but there are younger ladies that look up to them. Okay, most of the young women that come to our church now is because my wife was there with them during their difficult moments, during their teenage years, and, you know, was there to mentor and, and talk with them and help train and help coach them. Now, did they listen to everything? No. Okay? But they still know when they need to come to church, when they need to get some sound counsel or some woman-to-woman counsel, it ain't me they calling. Uh, even if they are calling me, I'm I'm giving them to Now, you got to talk to my wife about that. Okay? So let's let's go a little deeper. Let's, see, let's try to get through this. Verse 9, so the Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. They all cried. They cried, okay? And they said unto her, surely we will return with thee unto thy people. They were like, no, no, mama, no, mama Naomi, we going with you. Surely we going with you. We want, we want to go and be with you and your people. And verse 11, and Naomi said, turn again, my daughters. Okay. Why will ye go with me? She asked them a question. Why y'all want to go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb? In other words, am I going to have any more children? I ain't having no more boys. 
not just children, but sons, that they may be your husbands? She said, am I, am I you know, she, she's speaking, you know, hypothetically, you know, hey, am I going to have any more sons, any more children, that they're going to be your husbands? Then she says to them again, verse 12, turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight and should also bear sons, would you tarry for them till they were grown? She's like, even if I was to get a husband and if I was to bear sons, if I was to have some more sons, will y'all wait for them? In verse 13, will y'all wait for them to get grown or get to the age where they can marry? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Listen at Naomi talk. Listen at this moment of God. Listen at the wisdom. And she's telling them, you know, the hand of the Lord has been against me. Why y'all like you know, we you know, we can imagine why she feels that way, because she's lost her husband. She's lost both both of her sons. She's lost her provision, her protection, her safety, and her security. Okay? Women, don't you ever, especially women of God that's married, don't you ever that husband, that man is God placed him there for the provision, for the protection, for the safety, for your security. Okay, God placed him there. God put that man, put you together. Those that God joined together, let no man put asunder. And and, and don't don't feel like you women, women of God, my sisters, don't feel like we're sliding you any. Don't feel like we're making you less of who you are because we 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 insist on bringing the provision and the protection and the safety and the security. See, to my brothers, that was, that's what we should be striving to do. Bring provision. Make sure the family take care. Make sure the family got what it needs. Protection. Protecting protecting the family, keeping the family safe. And 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 doing that safety. Okay? Somebody knock at the door three, four o'clock in the morning or or you hear a sound in the house. Uh, you, you, you wait, baby, get up. Go go check that out. You hear that noise, go check that out. Oh, you you bring the safety. You bring the security. Okay, you should be the security blanket. That means you got to work two, three jobs or do whatever you got to do to make sure uh, uh, baby, uh, honey do, honey drop, you know, lollipop, make sure she don't have to stress over that. Do what you can. Okay, so that way if you fall on hard times, that woman can always say, well, I know when you had it. Oh, hey, we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what tonight holds. Sickness can happen at any moment. I told I told a brother this the other day. I, I never, I never envisioned that I wouldn't be able to take care and do for myself. But I got sick. I got sick, and I, I my my appendix ruptured on me on while I was on the operating table, and I had already been sick, and it should have been should have been went to the doctor. But I didn't listen to my wife. And I kept getting sicker, kept getting sicker, weaker and weaker. And we went, my wife told me, boy, you better come on home. I went to work. 
I said, boy, come on, let's go to the let's go to the hospital. And she took me to the urgent care. And I sat on the table in the urgent care, and the woman pressed my stomach. And the the she the the, the, the was a black lady. She looked at me, and she knew by the expression that I made when she pressed the right side of my stomach, she knew exactly where it was. And she said, if you was my son, she said, if you was my son or my grandson, one or the other, I would go straight to the emergency room. And she gave me a piece of paper, gave me my wife a piece of paper. I could barely walk at this time. Got there. They, we gave the paper to the doctor them, and they, they rushed me in to do the, uh, the appendectomy. Initially, the doctor said, we're just going to make a little incision, maybe a little inch or so, and pull it out, and you'll be, you'll be good, you know, in a couple of hours or whatever. But when I got there, and when they went in to cut, when they went in to do this, my appendix ruptured. And so much poison and stuff went through my body. I had to stay in the hospital another nine days taking stuff, taking antibiotics and different things like that. And when I got out of the hospital after being in there nine days, you're talking about somebody that, ain't, that don't even hardly, on time I go to the hospital when I'm going to see somebody, going to pray for somebody. But when I got out, I couldn't do for myself because of how deep they had to cut me. On my, in my stomach area, and at that time, I couldn't reach back, and when I, how I could normally, you know, go to the restroom and take care of myself, I couldn't do that because of how deep the hole was, uh, how much they had to cut, and how much they had to leave open so that the poison would drain out, okay? And my wife, my wife, I could, at the time, I wasn't eating, but at the time, I started back eating a little bit, and I had bowel movement. But I couldn't take care of myself. I couldn't do what I would normally do, what I had done for 30 years, 35 years of my life. But I had, I had a thank God for my wife. I'm, I, you know, I'm appreciative. And this is one thing I tell to other men. Man, you just never know. You want to make sure when you got the right rib, you don't need no spare ribs. And that came from Dr. Earl Carter. When you got the right rib, you don't need no spare ribs. And I thank God for having the right rib. Because that woman took care of me. She's still taking care of me. She ain't got to wipe me no more, and she's probably thankful for that, you know, because I done start back, you know, at that time I was only eating little fruits and vegetables, and, you know, it might not have been as bad. My appetite came back, but she took care of me. When I couldn't do, when I couldn't clean myself, when I couldn't bathe myself, as a young man, I'm still young now, I'm 44, but I was younger and couldn't do. But thanks be unto God, I got the right real. Hey, she didn't throw me out and and say, "Nigga, you, hey, I, I ain't I ain't wiping nobody but these babies in here, these children. I ain't wiping nobody. Else. I ain't wiping no grown folk." But she didn't do me like that. She took care of me. She made sure I was okay. Made sure I was right. Made sure I wasn't stanky. Okay, I wasn't doing the stanky leg. She she took care. She took care of me, and I'm forever grateful. All right. So Naomi, verse twelve says, "Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband." Okay, I read that one, uh, and I read 13. Let's go to 14. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. Okay, Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, okay, but Ruth clave or clung, held on to her. Okay, look, we ain't got but about seven or eight more verses. Anybody on the panel got a comment that you want to make up to this point? You can do so at this time. All right. All right. Well, God bless. Let's go on through it. Let's get on through it then. 
All right, verse 15, and she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Remember, they were Moabites, so they, they served a different god. Okay? Return thou after thy sister-in-law. So here we see again in verse 15, Naomi is encouraging Ruth. Okay, here we go. Now we get into a little, it's a little thicker now. You know, as your children get older from a baby, as they grow, you give them a little thicker. They get a little thicker milk. They, you know, you get a little thicker. So right here, it's starting to get a little thicker now. Orpah said, all right, I'm kissing you. Bye-bye. I'm going home. Okay? Nothing against what Orpah, you know, hey, nothing against that. That was what she decided to do. Okay? Naomi encouraged her to do it. She did it. But Ruth clung. Ruth stayed that Ruth... Ruth held on, okay? Ruth made a decision. Ruth made a decision to stay there. All right, I got something on the panel. I think my wife's saying, trying to, baby, uh, can you say, say something? Let's see if we can hear you. No, I still can't hear you. I hear you because you're in the house, but I can't hear you. We can't hear you on the, on the thing. So, all right, let's go into. Let me know if you if you get back on, and I um I give you a chance, okay? So Ruth Ruth uh, Naomi is encouraging Ruth to follow after Orpah, okay? And Ruth said, verse sixteen, entreat me not to leave thee, okay? Watch this. Now remember, y'all want Boazes, y'all want Boaz them, but remember the question is, are you a Ruth? Right? So verse 16, and Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. Listen to this. Listen, listen to Sister Ruth. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest or where you live, where you stay, I will stay. I'll lodge. Thy people shall be my people and thy God my God. Man, what a testimony. Naomi, the mother-in-law, lived such a life that it convinced Ruth that she needed the God of Naomi. How many of us living like that? That the people that are closest to us, our family, can see the way we live and say, what is, I want that God. I want what you got. Introduce me to that Jesus. I see the way you live. I know the way you used to be, but I see the way you are now. I see the lifestyle you have. And it's some people, they don't know the way you used to be. All they know, all they see is the way you are now and what you are now because you're in Christ. Because any man being Christ, he's a new creature. What you exemplify, the Christ you exemplify now have people watching you and saying, hey, what, what is it? What, what can I do? What can I do to get that? What can I do? Okay? And that's important. It's important that we live the life. Talking about it, uh, and we used to sing a song, singing is all right, talking about it is all right, but you got to live the life. Preaching is all right, but you got to live the life. Okay, you got to live it. We're going to live in epistles, read of men. Okay, and, and Ruth, uh, Ruth, keep on. She said, where you lodge, I lodge. 
Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Verse 17, where thou diest. Listen to this. I will die. And where, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if all be death, part thee and me. If all but death, excuse me, part thee and me. Ruth is saying, I'm with you till the end. I'm going to take care of you. I'm with you. I'm by your side. I'm part of you. Where you go, I go. A daughter-in-law speaks to a mother-in-law. When rightfully, the daughter-in-law can leave and go on, and, and she was encouraged by the mother-in-law, go on back home and get married and go and do your thing. But it was something about Naomi, something about that, that mother-in-law that convicted Ruth, that persuaded Ruth, no, I need to stick with you. I understand ain't no man here. I understand, you know, ain't no man around. But there's something about you that I need, I need to be a part of. What you got, I want. What you got, I want. And you're talking about a women to women. You're talking about a women conference and a women uh, uh, retreat. Think about a woman of God that's living so impactfully, that's living so you can see God in her life. Well, you say, yeah, I want to do, I want to be close to you. I want to be close enough to you so I know how to act. I want to be close enough to you so I know how to love my husband, so I know how to treat my children. I want to be close enough to you because I see the way you are. I saw the way you were with your sons. I see the way you live now. What a testimony. Verse 18, and when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. When Naomi recognized how serious and dedicated Ruth was, Naomi stopped asking her to leave. She left it alone. Verse 19, we almost through. So they two went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, is this Naomi? Remember, it's been now at least oh, at least 10 years. It's been at least over 10 years now. You know, 10 years can make a lot of difference for some folk, the way we look. You know, look at your, go look at your pictures, you know, 10 years ago. Okay. Some of y'all, some folk can go five years back. Some folk just, they can't recognize themselves last year. They, who are, who are that? Who are you taking that picture with? That's you. You on that? That's you. That ain't me. Yeah, it is. They fighting with themselves on who they is. They, they, they can't even recognize themselves. Okay? So they said, this Naomi. Verse 20, and she said unto them, call me not Naomi. Listen, people of God. Call me Myra. For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. So Naomi meaning pleasant trees or pleasant. She says, don't call me that no more. Call me Myra. Mara. Meaning bitter. Why? Why? Because she had lost pretty much, so she thought, uh, well, yeah, everything. She lost enough. Let's put it that way. She didn't lose everything, but she lost enough to make her feel like she lost everything. And sometimes life can have us like that. 
where you lose so much or you lose enough to make it feel like you've lost everything. How many of us have been to that point in our life where we just felt destitute, where we just felt neglected? Ain't got nothing. And here you are, got shoes on your feet. Ain't got nothing. Here you are with, with, with clothes on your back. You got pants on. Ain't got nothing. Here you are with health and strength, a reasonable portion of health and strength. You ain't in the hospital. You ain't in the hospice. You ain't in prison. And even if you were in prison, you still got a reasonable portion of your life, health, and strength. I'm almost through. So she says in verse 21, okay, so at the end of verse 20, Almighty have the God has, Almighty have dealt very bitterly with me. Verse twenty one, I went out full, meaning when I left home, when we left Bethlehem, Judah, over ten or so years ago, we was full. Even in the famine, watch that. Even in the famine, she says they was full. Why? Because she had a husband. She had her two boys. She had her protection, her provision, her safety, her security. Okay, women, I can just imagine it feel good when you know you got that man that'll fall back on. Where you're short, he's strong. You got a real man. You got a real man, someone that that can go to God, someone that knows God, and God knows him. He's leading the family. He's protecting. He's providing. He's bringing safety. He's bringing security. And where he's weak, y'all are so good together, you make up the slack. And in some areas, in some areas, that woman leads. In some areas, okay, if that woman, man, if you know that woman is better with money, when you keep burning up your check because you keep buying stuff that you don't need, trying to impress folks you don't like, you keep trying to buy uh, one, like one preacher said, you keep uh, robbing from St. Paul and St. Luke buying St. John. Well, you know you don't need that stuff. No, you you saw your other brother buy something. And, uh, here you are, but you know you know that woman is better with money, with with budgeting, and and with the finances for the home. You'll be crazy not to let that woman uh, uh, handle the finances. If you know she's better, you know she know how to budget. And you don't. Okay? She's your help me. She's your help me. God gave her to you to help you, help you meet some needs. And we know we're talking about physical needs, but other needs too, spiritual needs. All right? All right, let, let's get through. Let's get through. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call? Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? Verse 22, and we're through. So Naomi returned, and and Ruth, the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. So they're saying maybe around April when, when things are producing again. Okay. So we see, we see, we we started as Naomi said, "I left out full, but I'm returning empty." 
She was empty to a degree. She didn't have a, her husband and her children no more, but she had a daughter-in-law. Okay? Look at Ruth. Look at Naomi. I'm challenging my sisters. Look at Naomi and look at Ruth. Okay? Especially to my single, also not special, but also to my single ladies. You want your Boaz? Are you a Ruth? God bless you tonight. All right. Um, let's let's give the offering information. Then I open up for the panel. Any last words, and we'll be through. Uh, if you like to give tonight, as we do every Tuesday night, we have our extended arms, uh, which is our outreach to our uh, community. You can give whatever the Lord lays on your heart. You can cash app it to dollar sign E A Ministry. That stands for extended arms. Dollar sign E A ministry and we thank you for that also our local church praise tabernacle church incorporated if you like to give your Tuesday night uh, donation or whatever the amount is whatever the Lord lays on your heart you can do so at dollar sign PTC 877 once again dollar sign PTC that stands for praise tabernacle church and the numbers eight seven and may the Lord bless you real good. Remember, you can't beat God given, no matter how you try. All right, all right. Before we close tonight, uh, the panel, um, we want to open it up for any last final uh, comments at this time. Anyone on the panel? Hey, man. Good afternoon. Good evening, y'all. Um, I just wanted to make a comment. Uh, so when I was initially reading this um, in the latter verses of the chapter, like in the teens, and I was reading about um, Ruth and Naomi, I was like, wow, you know, they got a great mother-daughter um, or mother-in-law in a step uh, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship, but when I kept reading it even deeper and when she made the comment to um, Naomi about, and your God be my God, I said, whoa, like that's deeper than just her loving her mother-in-law or trusting her mother-in-law or really just wanting to be in her company. Like Naomi displayed a lifestyle so great in front of them that they wanted to take on some of the qualities of her. So for her to basically change who she believes in, um, because she was far from God, so for her to change who she believed in, all because of somebody else's lifestyle, um, even though she had lost her husband, she had lost her sons, and she still believed in the Lord, she still honored and loved him, just to show and display that or whatever, it just gives all of us a reality check, men and women, about who we are and who we are showing ourselves to be to the people that are around us, especially when it matters. Like, do you make people feel like, man, what is it that she has or that he has that I want to be more like, who is this God that they speak of? Or do people look like, "Mm, I don't want to serve that God that you be talking about. So it's it's absolutely a a self-evaluation also. And everybody should look and, you know, look over their lives and see, when people look at you, who do they perceive you to be? Wow. So that's all. Great lesson, Brother Pastor. I guess you wanted to cut up a little bit since you got that part in your hair, you know. <laughs> you cr- 
great, great comment, Sister Tober. Great comment. Thank you. Thank you for that. Great point. Great point. Anyone else? Um, I was just going to say, Pastor Zachary, that when you look at Ruth in her story, um, there's this great theme in the Bible that's present about sacrifice. And we see yet again another person willing to sacrifice everything that they are, everything that they have. Like Sister Tolbert was saying, willing even to change her religion and who she believes in. And what we see later on in the other chapters is that for that great sacrifice, there is a great reward. And God has a plan and a purpose for everything, but what really it all comes down to is our obedience and our willingness to hear him call and to move and to do what it is that, though we might not see it then, that there's a greater purpose coming down the road for us. And if we could just put ourselves aside and uh, listen to him and do what he's calling us to do, then we will reap a great reward. All right. Thank you. I think that's, I think that's our teacher, uh, teacher Bugs, Sister Bugs. I think that's her. God bless you, my sister. You are, you are exactly right. You're exactly right. Thank you for that. Anyone else on the panel? Can you all can you all hear me now? We can hear you. We can hear you. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I'll make it quick. I, um, I'm not going to backtrack to my other comments. But this was so amazing. I was when I was reading this, I was trying to find out like, wow, like what was the what was the really good? You know, the reason try to go into the scripture and try to dig it out, and it's just amazing because. Of course, looking at that, you're like, okay, following the death of, you know, her husband, you know, she was gonna, she was gonna care for her mother-in-law, but it was more than that, you know. Right. Her affection toward Naomi was based upon, you know, her Lord. (laughs) So it's like, think about. I mean, of course, our kids um, are younger, but I took it personal. You know, I thought about how my mother was. I was like, ooh wee, but you know, I don't. It was just girls, so she wouldn't, uh, uh, you know, no sons. But you have to be careful, you know. Even you have to keep in mind that even though that that daughter, that female, is marrying your son, you still have to be godly. You know, you can't show that nasty side like, oh, that's my son. I don't want him to leave. Uh, you know, you still have to be godly. But what are you doing? to lead people that make, I think my husband had already said it. That's why I was trying to come in to say, what are you doing? Are you leading people to say, God, if that's the God, God, you serve. Oh, give me Jesus. Give me, I want that. I want that Jesus. Or is it like, well, ooh, no, um, if that's the God you serve, I'll stay over here. I don't want that. But it's just amazing. That's, that's it. But this is, this is good. I'm excited and I'm ready to kind of, you know, go ahead and read all four chapters. (laughs) God bless you, Mother Zachary. God bless you. All right. We finally got a chance to hear from our sisters, my wife and my sisters on the night. Thank you all. Any of the – I know uh, Elder Oliver is at work. uh, uh, I was about to say Minister Buzz. Brother Buzz or or Minister Tobert, y'all got anything else tonight? 
I know y'all spoke earlier. Do y'all have anything else? Uh, just to piggyback off of um, what Lady Zachary and Sister Tolbert said, with um, with Naomi being an example of, you know, a, how sorry <laughs> with how with how uh, gosh, what's her name? I'm sorry. Come back to me. Come back to me. I'm jumping. <laughs> you good. You good, bro. Tobert, Minister Tobert, you got anything else? Um, I mean, it's <clears throat> mainly a lot has already, you know, been covered. Main thing that, um, you know, I, I would say as far as even when, uh, when, when it come down to, to Ruth, like um, we pointed out about her even – dedicating herself to God as to where, you know, like they have, that's a different level of relationship as to where you see someone um, that is, you know, your mother-in-law and they're living a certain lifestyle that you begin to choose, you know, their ways, their God and stuff like that and begin to cleave to, um, to them. And that's something that doesn't always happen um, too tough at all. So right. what I take from this is pretty much what um, where everybody covered and did so well is basically just just make sure that we're we're living that type of lifestyle and, and being an example. Um, whether you know we know it or not, we're being watched, we're being um, examined by other people and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, I take from this just know that. You know, somebody's watching, you got a job to do, whether you know it or not, and that you can be the one to be able to encourage someone to Christ um, just by living a godly lifestyle. You know, y'all y'all already, you know, touched everything else. I, that's the main part I want to touch right there because everybody didn't, everybody didn't took a big chunk out of it. So I just want to reiterate that. That's all. But good one, Pastor, good one. God bless. God bless you, Doc. Yeah, yeah. They done. They done took all the meat off the bone. It's just a little juice uh, hanging around. Uh, Bugs. Any, anything? Did you get your, Did you get your thoughts together, brother Bugs? <laughs> okay. We we. It's a Bugs life. Okay, he, he like, made. Like, oh, go like, ahead. Like we you, can said, the, you know how like when you when you have the wing and you try to look at the meat on top of the wing bone, and there really ain't no meat left. <laughs> So that's what that was. You're you're right on the head with that one. <laughs> okay, bro. Well, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much, panel. Great job. Great job. Now we we know we can. We're gonna dive into this. Uh, this is just as we stated. This is just the, the opening of it. Um, challenging and asking the question: Are you a Ruth? Okay. Are you? I ain't talking about baby Ruth either. Are you a Ruth for those that are? Uh, my sisters that already got your 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 bugs and got your Tobers and got your Zacharys and got your Olivers and that's already got you, your man, you know, uh, let's strive to continue encouraging sisters to be that Ruth and the single women that are looking for their Boaz because uh, we, we're going to see that Boaz wasn't, he didn't start out looking for her. It was all a setup between Naomi and Ruth, but Ruth had to be in position, okay? So make sure you're in position 
Okay, you're in the right position. We saw where she dedicated, she confessed and dedicated her life to God, to the God of Naomi. And we're going to see throughout these next three chapters where she was dedicated, determined, and dependable. So God bless you tonight. Thank you all so much. Uh, panel, thank you for your help. Great job, as always. Y'all meet us Sunday morning, Sunday morning at Praise Tabernacle Church, 199 East Krogan Street, Lawrenceville, Georgia, uh, at the 9 a.m. hour. Meet us there. We'll be preaching this after the Lord delay his coming. We don't know what, we, what the subject matter is yet, but we know God will give us something uh, by then. So just be there. Come on out or tune in. And be a part of what we're doing, and may the Lord bless you real good. Father, we thank you as we leave this place, but never your presence. We're praying that you will keep keep us close together, keep our hearts knitted together. And even now, as me and my wife are traveling down the road, down the highway, rest for journey, mercies, and you just continue to keep us, continue to bless your people. We thank you for the word on tonight. And we know that it won't return void. And, God, we just pray that it does encourage these your people, male and female, that we will be more like you and dedicate our life solely to you. And as we leave this place and have your presence, Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20, tells us to go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. God bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.